Hello, welcome to Spotlight, adding the colour to the island's art scene. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. This evening, a play in verse takes to the stage at the Erin Arts Centre. The first in our audio portraits of Arts Council members. And something I've always thought we don't hear enough of on the radio. Mine. As always, do get in touch with any creative artistic endeavours you might be involved in, planning, hoping to create, or would really like to put in the spotlight. Be they poetic, visual, theatrical, musical, mime, library, just email me, spotlight at manxradio.com, or if you prefer, direct Howard Kane, C-A-I-N-E, at manxradio.com. To start this evening, we catch up with writer, performance poet and musician Jackie Murray Grace. Now, you may remember we spoke to her back at the beginning of the year about her latest work, a Silla song. Well, in some exciting news, this is now taking to the stage at the Erin Arts Centre in a performance by Penny Productions, as Jackie explains. So Penny Productions is our little original spoken word theatrical group. We do things like murder mysteries and we put on the Rebel Poets Open Mics and Mitre and Ramsey. Uh, so what it, when we also try and do other shows, we've done some things at the Amphitheatre in the past. So basically, uh, yeah, Asilla's Song is my second poetic um, epic that's been published by the Arts Council. So the idea was we were going to do On Ravensdale Hill there when I published that last year and then it got cancelled due to the pandemic. So we thought we'd use the venue again um, to, to promote to promote this this publication however it is a celebratory show it's not like a book launch book launch it's basically um me with a bunch of my friends who are all brilliant performers and writers and it's going to be uh, yeah a, a celebration excellent we like celebrations which is good so if you can and this is a tricky one for you could you sort of pray see the gist of it because it's a sort of it's a ghost story i suppose you'd call it a silly song but can you give us a, a sort of pray see of the work Okay, so a sort of song is about 22 minutes long, so it doesn't go on forever. It's only about, I would say it's a one-act, one-person play, and it's uh, basically about a ghost who's trying to get revenge on her ex, who in some way or other caused her death, um, but is failing to do so because she's haunted by her angel. So it's a lot of the, of the themes of hauntings and loss and loneliness and all that kind of stuff. So in the middle of the story, she basically discovers um, a broken mirror, and when she looks into a broken mirror, she basically realises that her reflection is her angel, and that what she really needs to do, therefore, is to piece herself back together again. And the outcome of the story, based, you know, is, is based on what happens after that. And this is basically performed just by you? It's performed by me. I'm a ghost, invisible to one and all, disregarded, not thought of as being important at all. He pushed and he pushed till I was crushed, but not quite my soul. And so, though my physical body is gone, my rage, I'm afraid carries on. I follow him each day. I have a certain routine. I like to watch the way he combs his hair and when he shaves. I breathe on his mirror, wait for him to flinch whilst I close my eyes and, surprise, I plant kisses underneath his collar. Does he know? What does he feel? Where is the remorse that I hope might be more in evidence here? But why am I shocked? It's the same every time. It's the same every day. Killing me was never enough and still in death he makes me pay. I know I've called upon immortals to judge his crimes and his opportunistic battles. I remain a ghost. And a story so far 
no matter how furious my words, they have limited force. But the shard of glass that still sparkles and touched beneath the bed is reminder enough. He didn't want me to live at all. He wanted me dead. I cannot give up. I have performed it before in 2019 at the amphitheatre under Douglas Head uh, and I use like a delay pedal I've got a big gold mask who is a silly the angel so yeah it's a one person it's, it's fairly fast paced but you know if people can't follow it they can always buy the book uh, <laughs> which only costs plug. £10 Good pounds. And, and £2 of which goes to um, Max Wild Bird Aid by the way so you're supporting wild birds with every book that you purchase um, and uh, so yeah it is performed by me uh, so so my whole thing with um, with this performance so that we're going to have my element of it, so I've done lots of spoken word and I've won the slam three times and I want to take my work a little bit further and I'm starting to feel a bit because I feel like my forte is actually in performance as well as writing, is moving towards a play thing. So as well as that, my part of the whole show is actually going to be all play orientated. So within that, we've got a Silla's song, which is my is, is a book. And then I've also got, which um, I'm really excited about. So I've got a mini play, which is about four or five minutes long, which is based on Janet Lee's film about Dr. Alexander Cannon, The Manx Magie. So, um, we're going to be airing that, that film as well by Janet Lee's, the acclaimed um, poet and, and poet uh, filmmaker so um, they'll be side by side those two pieces and I've also written a couple of songs which I'm going to open a whole show with and basically these are taken from another play that I'm hoping to write which will be my next project so I will open a show with those a cappella, which is going to be fun. Wow, so super busy then. And you were just mentioning that one, the, the, that the uh, Wonders Never Cease, the film. Yeah. And then there's Mesmer, I think it is. So like you say, this is so this is like a sort of mini sort of playlet response to the film. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of Janet Lee's and we've worked together before. Um, we have a film out called Secrets, which is on my website if people ever go there. Uh, and we filmed that at the hospital training centre, which is loads of fun. So... Um, yeah, so I'm a big fan of hers already, but she did this one film, Yes, Wonders Never Cease, and it just captured my imagination. And I think that's what it's all about, isn't it? Creativity, when something really captures your imagination. And that was commissioned by Culture Van, and her film was. Um, they have Dr. Alexander Cannon's recordings from his original shows about 60 years ago. Culture Van and have, I think, on their websites. You can go to their website and hear them. And Janet based the film using little snippets. I mean, he's amazing. He was like, a, he was a hypnotist, but he was a hypnotist and he was a magician. But actually, I, I got his book, basically, or got one of his books, The Invisible Influence. And on reading it, I just thought this guy is fascinating. He was obviously maybe a little bit of a, a con artist mm -hmm. to some extent, but he had some great theories which. A lot of things I think when I base my life on those theories and are not necessarily things that people speak about. He talks a lot about how things like music, art and literature, um, you know, that they're, they're used for they're great skills that are often kind of undermined but are actually very good for coercion. So my poem Mesmer is actually about the art of hypnotism. Excellent. Sounds intriguing. I'm looking forward to that one. That does sound good. Now, the whole evening, there are some other performers joining you as well, along with Penny Productions. So you've, you've got the current Manx Bard, Owen Atkinson, will be doing Yay. something. Oh, yes. Yeah, lovely having um, Owen on board and Annie Kizik as well. Um, and yeah, if you're fans of Manx Lit Fest, we've got some Manx Lit Fest stars. So obviously I've, I've had some success for there. Um, we've also got um, Georgia Lizette, who won in, I think, 2013 and 2014, the Poetry Slam. And we've got my lovely friend, Kim Neen, who is... Uh, I mean, she's literally my favourite storyteller on the Isle of Man. Her stories, 
they just make me melt. So she's going to be coming along. I'm not sure if she knows it yet, but she will do. Um, <laughs> she will when you tell her. Yeah, yeah. We've also got my, my personal bard, who called Penny's personal bard, which is Bill Strutt, who... Um, I'm a big fan of Bill's work, but also years and years ago, I've only done poetry for five years, but I always wanted to be a poet. And years ago, I watched um, I watched a couple of poetry performances. I think one was in Andrews Village and another one was down in Ramsey. And this one person just stood out for me and I never forgot them. And it turned out years later when I started doing poetry, it was Bill. So Bill's going to be there joining us. And also my friend Simon Smart, who does a cappella um, kind of dark folk songs. And we've also got Moira Stevens, who's a friend of mine from uh, Write Club, which is um, which is an online thing we've been doing since the pandemic with Mark Rist. And you mentioned there, in, in en passant, as it were, that you sort of see yourself heading in the direction perhaps of, of maybe writing a play in the fullness of time then? Is that the sort of direction you're thinking of heading in with your work? I mean, well, I mean, it's a project. So the project has, has begun. Uh, i am f- become friendly with like a playwright over in America and he wants me to write something for him to perform over there. And he's written lots of plays and he wants me to put on a performance of one of his over here. So it's been a bit of a challenge as well. With the play that I've started to write... Um, one interesting thing, I'm not really a singer, but I've found that because I am a musician, that I write quite musically. And the play that I'm writing, its, it's working title at the moment is The Poet. Um, but my role within it would be the narrator, actually. I'm writing it with people in mind. That's the only problem. I've got people in mind who want to perform. And they're not necessarily actors, actually, but they're performers on the circuit I've seen. And I can just imagine them taking part in my play. And the whole thing I, I kind of envisage like being infused with like music throughout it, especially a cello. I've got to find an improvisational cellist uh, and a the, gong. The, oh, <laughs> I can help you with the gong, not the cello, maybe <laughs> so much. Uh, so remind us, it sounds like a, a cracking evening this will be in any case. Erin Art Centre and uh, Friday the 17th of June. So it's one night only. How do people get tickets? Uh, go to Erin Art Centre. That's www.erinartscentre.com. I'm fairly sure. And yeah, or you can come if you go via um, at Penny Productions IOM on Facebook. I'm sure you'll find links. We'll have links there as well. Also, my website, I'll put a link up there. So that'll be um, www.jackiemorrygrace.weebly.com. I think Jackie spelt J-A-C-K-I-E. Um, and yeah, the tickets are £10. And like I say, there will be books there to purchase on the evening on Ravensdale Hill and a Silla song. But that'll be an aside thing. The whole thing is actually a celebration. It is a show. A reminder again, the show is one night only, Friday the 17th of June at the Erin Arts Centre. To get tickets, you can go to the erinartcentre.com or you can visit the Penny Productions Facebook page page for details tickets are 10 pounds some of that money of course as we heard going to manx bird aid it's bound to be an entertaining night i can guarantee that and if you're really good jackie might even sign a copy of her book for you spotlight brought to you by the isle of man arts council now as you may have noticed if you have keen ears spotlight is brought to you by the isle of man arts council so I thought it might be a good idea to hear more from the members of the council themselves about their involvement in the arts on the Isle of Man, the work of the council within the island's art scene, how they got involved in arts themselves. First up in this mini-series of audio profiles, council chair Marlene Masker, MLC. Well, if I'm honest, I think I could sing before I could speak or put, put several words together without putting music to them. Um, 
I used to stand on a stool and sing for sixpence when relatives came round. So I I had music in my head from from my early consciousness. And uh, my dad was a really good singer in his family. And uh, there'd always been music on in the house. So I was always conscious of music. And, and then when a piano came into the house, um, that really woke me up. And uh, I used to play by ear. It was a curse, really, because when I did go to piano lessons then, I'd uh, I'd fiddle around playing by ear, and that was a real distraction, playing pop music and uh, etc. And then um, I seemed to find that I could sing, and I entered myself in the guild one year without telling my mum. And <laughs> when the classes came around, we had to get the bus and go uh, to one of these enormous classes in the Royal Hall with about 62 people in yep, it. Yeah, I remember those, terrifying. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, I think I came third... And uh, Barbara Gale won that class, I think. So, um, uh, yeah, happy memories happy of the memories. Guild. So that, did that start a sort of a, a lifelong passion for performing? It, um, I suppose, I went to the Little Red School in Ramsey, the Little Catholic School, and there wasn't an awful lot of opportunity to sing and perform there. But when I got to Ramsey Grammar School, um, things like the Gilbert and Sullivan um, operas that they had every year, uh, and Alan Picard was my music teacher there. And it was Alan Picard, really, that said to my mum and dad on one of these parents' evenings, you know, Marlene's quite musical. Um, it might be a good idea to to get lessons for us. So I had piano and violin with Alan Picard. And and um, that's where it started, really. And I've I've had a passion for for music ever since. And it's been music has been your main loving arts. Have you ever dabbled in theatrics or, or the visual arts or anything like that? Well, um, I've been in one or two performances on the Gaiety stage. I was with Island Opera and, and again, the Island Van Gilbert and Sullivan Society. Um, I was yum-yum in their very first production, I think, on the Gaiety stage. And um, But I, I also like painting. I did A-level art and I, I in latter years in my life, um, not since I've gone into Timwald, I, I discovered watercolour painting. So when I eventually retire... That's that's going to be something that's that I, I resuscitate. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> so well versed then, I would have thought for uh, being a member of the Arts Council. How did you actually get involved with the Arts Council? So were you approached, or how did that come about? Uh, yes, when I first became a member of Legislative Council in 2018, February 2018, um, I suppose the Chief Minister and and, and Comin they must have a look at. What, what, what the material is that's available. And um, I had a phone call from the minister at that time, Graeme Crajean, to ask if I'd be prepared to take on the Arts Council. And I was delighted to be able to accept that. And uh, I've enjoyed, I wouldn't say every minute, but almost every minute. We, we as any, any department or board, we have our moments, which <laughs> it can be difficult at times. And uh, especially when you're dealing with creatives, it's mm. not just... Um, just giving money away it's actually looking at things like having a business plan and uh, what the future for their project might be but also always trying to encourage as well so tell us a little bit about the the role of the arts council then because i'm sure lots of people have heard oh yes the isle of man arts council but equally i'm sure a lot of people don't really have a great understanding of what you actually do no and i think the role has grown over the years it's been around for about 50 years and but now, um, what we try and do, and we do share a strategy uh, and policy with Culture Vannon as well, and um, we've just 
revised that and we're going to be presenting that, the revised um, policy, to Timul members next week, I think it is, in one of these secret lunchtime briefings, <laughs> uh, as they say. Um, but it's it's really allowing us to work together but still be distinct and in our identities um, to promote and inspire people who are involved in the arts, whether they be young, old, uh, people on their own, uh, people who are already acknowledged as being high achievers, but also nurturing those that are trying to discover what their potential is, and um, but always trying to be um, uh, very uh, level and fair in the way awards are given as well. We also give student awards, which are just coming up for their their next round, and they have proved to be very helpful and successful to those that have, have received those awards. And where does the funding for this come from? So any of the money, the grants or the money you're giving out as the Arts Council, how is this funded? Um, we, along with uh, people like Sports Council and, and Culture Van and do get, get an allocation. It all comes from the Lottery Trust, um, there's the Manx Lottery Trust, and uh, we it's it's about a third equal. Um, we get an amount from them, and also our sponsoring department, Desk Department of Education, Sport and Culture, um, have for quite some time now topped up a pot that enables us to work uh, as a team. So they do fund for some of the civil servants, the officers' operations, but. Um, Arts Council, because our team has grown, we have taken on s some of the, the payments for that now. Um, we felt we could see we wanted more engagement in social media, so we needed engagement officer, um, people who help with the grants more, outreach going out and doing um, uh, meetings in, in uh, different geographical locations. Um, because the demand has been more, we've had to step up and try and respond to that. But it's exciting times and we've got an amazing membership of Arts Council now too, um, which goes across across all disciplines in the arts as well. Which is perfect and that's uh, part of the reason for doing this little series on Spotlight is to get an understanding of, of that. You see this broad spread of different skill sets and different interests within or represented within the within the Arts Council. So can anyone, so as you're saying, it's, it's working with creatives, it's always difficult balancing I think that business side of things with creatives which is totally separate but can anyone can any creative whether they're you know thinking about a dance festival a piece of art an art exhibition whatever the case may be can they approach the arts council directly and um, the the guidelines are on our website yes um what we don't do is um fund business setups and sometimes that can be difficult to, to put over and um, there are other channels within government that um business setups, early start schemes can be can be assisted. What sometimes is difficult to get over to creatives is um, we're not here to pay you wages as such. We're here to sponsor a project and see what what great imagination can go in and and bring to the community. Um, so we we really do encourage everyone to approach the team direct. Um, it's easy to call into the Villa Arcade. They're, they're at the top of the steps at the far end of the arcade. Um, and But the easiest way is to look on the website. It's a really quite an exciting website. And if you sign up, you can get a weekly update 
newsletter which tells you what's going on and what the Arts Council are up to at any given time. So I would really suggest people do that because um, from what I understand, uh, it's one of the better websites across our government. Lovely. And just finally then, um, it does have a great role to play, uh, always trying to encourage the arts, obviously, and provide funding where, you know, where they can. It's been, as you say, a challenge. All these jobs are anything worthwhile is a challenge. What have you enjoyed most about being on the Arts Council? The mix of people, getting out there and meeting different people, working with our team and our and our meetings. We have such a great membership and I always think it's great to have a little bit of humour in a meeting if it gets too dry and dusty, and we do have a laugh. <laughs> yeah. And um, But I also am glad that we were able to help people during the COVID pandemic experience. We spotted the fact that, um, you know, the arts and creatives had really had shut down in face-to-face uh, environments. But we immediately thought about what can we do to help and so we set up a new stream of funding which was a a supportive source of funding to help those through covid and that has um that's still around and but we have now converted it into other means of support for for other special uh reasons and uh, that was that was very heartening that we were able to do that and we've had some really good feedback from people who might have actually uh, closed down completely and without Arts Council funding so the fact that we've been able to help in that way is one of the the better things that stands out for me since I've been in this role. And we didn't even get onto a folk singing with Dillis next time next time Marlene. To finish this evening is a little quiz and something I've always wanted to feature on the radio mime So listen carefully, as they may not say anything only once. But can you tell me which significant day on the island is being portrayed here via the medium of mime? You get it? It was Timble Day, of course, brilliantly portrayed there by the group Voiceless, winners of the new mime class at this year's Guild. And if you'd like to see them in action rather than just hearing them, go to the Max Radio YouTube channel and go to Today at the Guild with Judith Lay. Check out 
the videos there and some of the other wonderful videos and interviews. That's about it for this week. Don't forget, if you want to hear anything again, go to maxradio.com and download the Spotlight podcast. Listen at your leisure, wherever you may be. Next week, we'll be hearing from Ireland-based author of historical fiction, Joanne Clegg, ahead of the release of her debut novel, The Ragged Valley, a thrilling saga inspired by the real events of the Great Sheffield Flood. And also, the next Spotlight on Poetry, another poem from Manx bard Owen Atkinson. Drop me a line with any artistic thoughts or ideas. Stay creative. I'll see you next week. Cheerio. Cheerio.